0: All right, welcome back to the Comeback Podcast. Uh, It is Alicia, and today I am joined with... Lexi Obi. And our guest speaker. Her name is Denise Anaquad. So Denise is our cookum, um, and we have the honor of her joining us here today to come and talk about um, co-ownership of a story. Um, As you guys know, we are starting the podcast to talk about storytelling and to hear people's stories. And so I think we just want to kick it off... Um, with someone to explain what a co-ownership of a story because it, we truly believe that it is very important um, to understand from when Denise has mentioned it to me just in the vehicle driving um, to understanding, I don't know. You're just like talking, sharing your story in the right way. Mm-hmm. So we think that it, it's a good way to kick off our show uh, with her. And so without further ado...
1: Denise, miigwech. Onin Shikwa, Makwa I'm from the Kiwisase First Nation out at Broadview. Although some people, most people say Kawasis. I don't know why, but okay.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm sure there's a story behind that, but okay. Kiwisase uh, is little child in Nishnabe language. Okay, and so that's where I'm from. All right, so nice. we were talking one day, driving my dog around mm-hmm. um, because she was <laughs> needing to get out. And so we took her to Tim Hortons and we fed her two Tim bits. Oh my and gosh. <laughs> she really likes old fashioned plane. <laughs> and um, so then we were driving and we started talking about um, some of the experiences that we shared um, with each other before, but, um, uh, and then at that time I mentioned, um, because we were speaking in confidence, um, I did mention, um, you know, I'm really, I'm really touched that you were able to share these things with me. And, um, of course those things go no further because they're not my story to tell. Um, and we started talking about how, um, our, our older ladies, our nukums and our Nomo um, they they hold near and dear to their heart the stories that they are a part of. And they don't share these things very willingly because it is not theirs alone to share. A good example is this, is people might have a grandmother, grandfather, auntie, uncle, somebody older in their family Uh, that perhaps um, became a victim of the residential school or the 60 uh, um, scoop. And they don't share very much about that. And uh, sometimes our young people think uh, that they should be sharing that. But um, um, they don't often because they don't have um, the interaction with, with people who experience those negative things with them and so it becomes very difficult for them to, um, to broadcast that in any way. Um, and they, as they grow and mature and become old, um, they, they, they keep those things very private, and they respect those things, and they respect the people who shared them. Um, and so when some of our young people think that um, they need to express themselves because they're on a journey for, for reclaiming themselves, into their own community, into their own language, what have you, into their own personal growth, then they very often believe that they have to expose themselves because that is an important part of their journey. Mm -hmm. And that rediscovery happens in so many ways and sometimes that journey is very bumpy and the bumpy parts are very often what they choose to share because it is uh, very empowering when they overcome those bumpy parts. Mm-hmm. And um, for our women, um, their challenge uh, um, is so personal and so great um, because sometimes there are things that they cannot tell their children,
0: mm-hmm.
1: especially their their female children.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's lots of like, I remember that conversation when we had driving um, and you had mentioned like, yeah, like, Something should not be shared with children because children absorb that feeling and mm-hmm. you know, and I never really understood it or ever thought about it until our drive. And that has really been eye opening because, you know, becoming a mom in, you know, a week, I'm like, you know, one day will I share with my son what, you know, we went through. But now I'm like, no, what that's not it's not an important part for him to ever know. Um, and it's to you know protect him, but at the same time not just to like be aware of that I think mm-hmm. And I think
1: that when you when you tell when you tell you have to be the judge of your own children for sure mm-hmm. and um, I think sometimes um, it's giving them a burden that they don't necessarily need to carry or that they cannot carry at that time in their lives. I mean you have people 30 years old who discover something about themselves. And they're totally devastated by it. Mm -hmm. And so that's somebody who's 30, let alone somebody who's 12, 13, 14. And unfortunately, um, you know, sometimes you got to trust. And trust yourself. um, Trust your caregiver, your parent, whomever you're you're choosing to share a story about. And that is, you know, that's hard to do because it's affecting you. And you want to talk about it. But you have to trust. Maybe they don't have the strength. They they say you're um say you're a child of an alcoholic or or a drug uh, dependent parent, and you really want to talk about this, and they can't. But they're off the alcohol or they're off the drugs. That has to be enough for a little while, mm-hmm. and you have to trust that it's enough for a while. And the day may come when that. Person that parent, that caregiver, that auntie, uncle, they may share with you later, um, y- you know, because they can't
2: carry it, mm-hmm. right? You were talking about, like, being, like, opening yourself and exposing yourself be- as a part of telling your story to reclaim your own identity, I think. Do you mm-hmm. think it's that's always, like, a crucial part? Do you think you always have to get... You have to be able to find that power to get into the nitty-gritty stuff to maybe move on to where you want, or there's... I think you can carry some of
1: that with you at, through your journey, and um, it would, um, I was thinking about it. it, it think of um, a, um, a pocket full of sand and poke a hole in that pocket, and as you walk more and more miles, um, that sand is going to trickle out, and some of those negative things, are they going to be with you? they're going to your baggage is going to become lighter Mm -hmm. and um i think it it has very much to do with how um how strong is your spiritual side of 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 your of your own circle right so we all are familiar with the model that was created i believe by s-i-c-c um where it has emotional physical mental right um those things um and in it's a good model, like how much, you know, how much of that spiritual part is in that circle for you, right? Mm -hmm. And and sometimes in that journey of reclaiming yourself, um, I firmly believe, and I'm not trying to press my belief onto anybody, but I firmly believe that unless you have that, um, it's going to be a a more difficult than ever journey.
2: Mm -hmm. And I feel like, if we're talking about like comeback stories and being able to find power in your comeback story and indigenous excellence, like I think we've both experienced that. It's like you go through like a hard thing and then the more that you keep walking and you keep growing, you like feel like you don't hold on to that Mm -hmm. thing as much anymore, even though it's like shaped who you've become, but it's like less, it takes up less of you. So Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. Like, I just think, you know, when I was
0: younger and I was kind of trying to figure out, you know, who I was and stuff. And um, I'd spent a lot of time focusing more or less on the trauma, like the traumatic side. And, you know, I was sharing my story and I was going to all of these events and talking publicly, but like I was really talking through my trauma and like it wasn't, I didn't have any like idea of what I was even doing. I was just kind of like going with it. (laughs) Um, But I didn't realize like the effects of like keeping myself in that Um, mind frame almost like you know I've spent the last five years kind of not being out in the community and stuff like that and I've had really a lot of time to sit with it and really heal through my journey Um, and now understanding that that like when I speak I don't speak from the parts of like trauma I don't speak about those because that has absolutely nothing to do with what I'm doing today Mm -hmm. it has shaped me yes but like to not focus on that or be angry. And like, I just felt, you know, and it took a long time to understand that because you think, I think, you know, when you are coming out of that traumatic experience and you are changing, I think there is a lot of that feeling of like empowerment and you're like, Oh my God, I did this right. Like I'm, you know, you're so proud of yourself and you want to just share and scream from the rooftops, but you have to like sit
2: with it, sit with
0: it and like really understand it before you speak.
1: It's interesting you should talk about (coughs) the the screaming and hollering from the the rooftop, but um, those of us from the Coppell Valley area, it's a perfect place. It's not a rooftop, but um, one part of of shedding some of those heavy things that you carry Mm -hmm. is to literally say it out loud, right? Mm -hmm. People go, "Mm, I'm talking to myself. You might be. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, um, and if you need that release, right, you're not going to scream at your child you might scream at your husband, (laughs) but really, um, I've had several, um, several, several negative things in my life, and one of the ways um, to to release that is to literally run to the top of the hill and just scream. Scream as loud as I can for as long as, and then all of a sudden I feel good. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I look around to see if anybody saw <laughs> me. <laughs> but it, it's so—it's um, such a release, mm-hmm. right? And so then when you come back down, right, you're 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 more likely to um, um, be able to to function. And if you do have a partner, right, then you can talk to that partner mm-hmm. with if you choose to. And that's back to the story of myself this is this is what was bothering me um and and that's why you saw me running up the hill and but i'm here right now i really feel i need to share this with you Mm
2: -hmm.
1: now that story becomes um part of that other person as well what will that person do with that story Mm
2: -hmm.
1: come with me so fast forward five years you are no longer the partner to that person will that person share that story because um you know, it affected him or her, right? And so now they're gone. Well, you know, that that's not half of a trauma as perhaps what you shared. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about co-ownership of the story, maybe that person just has to, um, as our young people would say, suck it up,
0: <laughs> you
1: parted. Yeah. But you don't have to drag all that person's baggage that was told to you mm-hmm. in confidence.
2: Mm-hmm
1: right and so um that lightens you if you're the one talking about it because you go hey okay i'm in a different place now i don't know, even know where that person is but um good for him good for her mm-hmm. whatever they're doing and and i think that um you know we have a, human beings we all have it we sometimes want to malign a person um because we think that is gonna free us or somehow oh that felt good. <laughs> um and we all have that. I don't care yeah. who they are.
0: Oh yeah. I think like even when you are angry and you're upset, you want other people to hurt, right? When you are in kind of a in a traumatic situation. And you want people to agree
2: with you. Yeah. Sometimes For sure. you can be like holding on to it and you're like no, I want the best for that person, but... <laughs> That's but.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, having that but. So it is kind of dangerous. Like, it, it's so, it's such a touchy subject and it's, you know, it's a topic that we don't really speak about freely in mm-hmm. our society about, you know, this co-ownership of, like, a story and, mm-hmm. um, you know, in confidence and, you know, if, like, if there was a breakup or if there was an argument you want, you know, it shouldn't have to be that angry.
2: Mm-hmm. But I
0: think we're just so kind of wrapped up in this, like... Mm-hmm. You, if you're feeling it, you want mm-hmm. other people to feel it.
1: And and the most brutal thing that could happen between friends is when you don't defend the bad guy to your friend, mm-hmm. the bad person.
2: Yeah. Um, so when somebody comes in angry and you're like, but maybe we should think about where they're at in their life right now, why they're doing this. They're like, they don't want to hear that. Yes.
0: <laughs> no, that,
1: that's the last conversation. <laughs> you're supposed to be agreeing with me, guys. That, you know, um, yeah. But. But there again, that's a release. Mm-hmm. And I think that most people, especially if they really know you, um, they're not, they might want to kick about it for an hour and then all of a sudden that's gone, done. You mm-hmm. know? But um, I don't think that most friends, good friends, I don't think that most of them would expect that kind of negative, Mm -hmm. intolerant, unexcusable behavior, maligning somebody, Mm -hmm. knowingly maligning Mm -hmm. somebody. That's beyond hurt. They'll listen to you and and hug you and pat you. They'll pat you through that hurt um, if you've been betrayed or if that person died or if whatever has happened. And they'll pat you and hug you and love you through that. I don't know very many friends who. Um, to truly get off on, you know, double maligning mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. individual. And if that was truly the case, I'm glad I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to be... Uh, <laughs> You're
0: glad you have no friends like that? <laughs> yeah, because there's something inherently
1: evil about doing things mm-hmm, like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, how y- you are blackening another human being, and you might not even know the person. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, with the day and age of, like, social media mm-hmm, and... Mm-hmm. We talked about that briefly as well. Yeah, social media and how um, it's so, it's toxic, right? And you just want to share everything on social media, but, like, you don't understand that once a post is up, it, like, it's up forever.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, like, if you're, you know, angry,
2: and, I mean, I've done this
0: myself in my life um, when I was younger and I'd be angry or I'd be wanting to share a story and I would, you know, share too much details of somebody else in my story and I didn't because they were, you know, the bad guy in my story. Um But understanding now that, you know, I'm a little bit older, um, that those some things are just not meant for the Internet and some things are not meant to be shared Mm -hmm. uh, publicly, despite how angry and how hurt you might have been from that person. You still have to give that opportunity for that own person to come around. And if they don't want to take ownership of that story, then that's not your duty to be trying to share that that Mm -hmm. like what you're vision or what you endured of that person um it's not your responsibility and your responsibility is to you know walk in a good way with yourself and mm-hmm. to heal with yourself and at the end of the day it's only you and mm-hmm. it's only you that's going to be able to change your mindset and your behaviors mm-hmm. and so um yeah just kind of learning and it's a lot of growth it
1: mm-hmm. is <laughs> and, yes, and and some people go oh, you're just talking for nothing no not really because um I've had a lot of young, young women and women my age. Um, um, it was really a poignant moment uh, about three years ago when uh, this young woman, uh, pushing 26-ish, um, and um, um, discovered, I, I don't know how, I forget how, I think it was another cousin who told this young woman, well... You know, I don't see who. I don't see how come your mom um, can possibly be the child care worker. I believe it was. Um, your mom used to be a hooker, <laughs> and no. so um, you know, talking to that young woman, I said, "Well, why does that bother you?"
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, she should have told me. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why would your mom tell you that? Well, she's, you know. And I said, "What is she really?" Well, what do you mean? Well, you're going to tell me what she should be Mm
2: -hmm.
1: or what she was. Mm -hmm. And I said, How do you know how she came to be a child care worker for this particular reserve? Mm -hmm. Well, I said, okay, but you're focusing on this information that you found out. Do you even know it's true? Well, yeah, because I asked my other aunt. Okay, the other aunt tell you anything? No, she wouldn't tell me. Good for her. <laughs> <I> said, <laughs> because you need to, um, you as as your as your mother's child, you're more more than you think. You have a right to confront her. Um, you have to judge that. But if you do, and she is not in a place where she could share that with you, then your right stops there. You, you cannot harass or berate or whine or complain or, or go out and do something negative because she won't share that information with you. And I said, you don't know her journey. Mm-hmm. But obviously, if she's a child care worker and, you know, was hired by a rather large band, uh, I would say she's, you know, got some baggage that she's had to shed over the miles. mm mm-hmm. uh, That young woman did not want to hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right but i said your mom you know um, your mom will tell you what she feels a you can carry and b um what white people say don't be nosy mm-hmm. like you 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 don't need to know those and maybe when you're 30 she may decide to tell you
0: mhm
1: yeah that's um that's
0: um <laughs> I just choked on my way. <laughs> it's okay <laughs> It's, it's, we know a lot of people like what I just described, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, we, we have so many, you know, especially amongst our indigenous people, there's a lot of, you know, people that, you know, are a lot of our um, injustices and obstacles that we've all faced across the board are kind of the same, like similar Mm -hmm. um, in so many different communities. And so, you know, we shouldn't be applauding and uplifting the people that are in those positions that have changed their lives around. And we shouldn't be bringing up the, you know, the past. And people, I just, you know, they want to focus, like, I mean, I'm just thinking about, like, the elections. And, like, you know, you think they they go in and they dive in about, like, the bad stuff that mm-hmm. you've ever done, right? And so, and they try to pull up that information and then, like, utilize it against, you know, their opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just kind of, like, what I had a thought
2: about was, like... It's almost like in politics you can never grow as... Grow into a a better person. Oh, yeah, and like that's the same kind of like our people because
0: you know when you are doing good, I feel like some people aren't gonna want to see you doing good because they are they're still hurting. They're hurting, right? The crabs in the bucket type thing.
1: And and usually, um, um, when the crabs that are pulling you back into the bucket, once they are out, they they realize well that was no place Mm -hmm. for you or Mm -hmm. for me. Why was I trying to pull you back in? Yeah, just look at him free. I can go walk around, grab mm-hmm. around
2: <laughs> go crab around elsewhere. Right. Yeah. I, I know think, I feel like I, it's really important to talk about this because I think this is what we where we wanna take the podcast and the stories we want to tell is like not focusing about being in the bucket but walking around and seeing mm-hmm. what else is around in the world and when when people try to focus on, oh, this you were in my part of my story, so I'm gonna tell that and I'm gonna keep keep on telling it, then we're holding them back from Mm -hmm. then living freely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And we are just wanting to pull them back down. Mm -hmm. Like we want, you know, we say that we want to see people do better, but if we're focusing and continuing to retell and relive those stories, it's like, at what point do we just make amends? Because we've all done shitty things in our lives Mm -hmm. and all of us, you know, have done something that we regret and, you know, we were a villain in somebody else's story but we don't want that to be a reflection of like who we are today. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: And like going through, you know, everything that I went through and coming into like realizing like I just realizing like my ac- and acknowledging and understanding like my own personal like growth and development that I've done over the last like 5 years and like not wanting to continue to victimize, the like, victimize myself, like, making me the victim and then mm-hmm. making other people the villain. And it was, like, well, you did this to me, so this is why I turned out. Yes, that was exactly, like, yes, we all went through that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, I had um, the ability to, you know, choose the, like, a different path. And I think we spoke about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, the re- you, I think you said something about, like, the reflection or, like, your actions that you –
2: what did you? You said something about actions, and then I don't know. What I'm thinking right now is like it's so night. Oh, I don't know.
0: Like it was something to do. Like we we were speaking downstairs, and she had said like you are in charge. Like you know, if you want to, mm-hmm. like your actions are going to define your next move, mm-hmm. essentially. And so you know, just like reflecting is like. I was so angry at the world that I just continued to be angry and, like, it didn't get me anywhere. And, like, now that I've, like, stopped and, like, I'm like, okay, you know what? We all had a shitty upbringing (laughs) and we all all went through some shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'm not going to, like, hold it against anybody else and I'm going to take full acknowledgement that my decisions put me into that place of, like, getting you know when I was doing drugs well then that was me because I Mm -hmm. did that like I was the one doing those things so I can't blame anybody else Mm -hmm. I
2: think like that's one of like the most empowering things is being like these are the cards that have been dealt and like what my perspective on life is and where I go next with it is going to determine like how I'm feeling then it's Mm -hmm. like I don't want to continue feeling like crap so it's like let's try to make the best of what we have and go forward with it and I think I think when we keep talking about these this the things that happened before the comeback you're like dwelling on the being like yeah like kind of like victim mentality it's like mm-hmm. yes it sucks we can acknowledge that it all sucks and it's like life's not fair but it's like how how do we build ourselves to be healthier Ooh. and stronger and more well yeah.
1: all around and some people think that they have to um um release to um, release to anybody those negative mm-hmm. events mm-hmm. to become empowered and you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you can release them to one or two people with whom um, you're going to to share. A, mm-hmm. Like you're going to empathize with that person or they with you and it goes no further. Mm-hmm. and or, or maybe to a small group of people that you truly trust and then it goes no further. Mm-hmm. Um, when that trust is broken it's easy to make ne- negative decisions. I'm going to choose this action. This is the card I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, or you become angry and bitter. Um, what's going to happen is if you take that, and here again, I'm pretty sure in, in whether we live in the city or on the rest, um, we all know somebody who's old
2: mm-hmm. and
1: miserable.
2: <laughs> just downright miserable. Yeah.
1: Nothing you say or do will please them. They're always talking about somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, the gossip and, and, and the backbiting. And uh, I I personally, I never wanted to be like that mm-hmm. because my empathy for people is very great to the point where um, I'll hear something negative And as I'm doing my nightly prayer, I, I will cry for that person because A, I don't know what to do to help that person or B, there is nothing I can do to help that mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. right and and so and plus i don't want to be a cranky old lady <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> no way actually i think it'd be cool to maybe talk about like you you've lived a long a long <laughs> a long wonderful life so far but you've also been through some things and you still have such a a positive perspective on the world and you bring just a good energy anywhere you go my my family
1: um my 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 family has um always had a positive outlook on mm-hmm. on um, on 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 stuff um, and it goes back to my great great grandfather and his name was Nipapanes, which means night bird mm-hmm. and he he's he's got a painting in the ledge and um, he was chief of our reserve I believe for three terms um, when he was a younger man so we would be talking maybe about 1830. When he was a young man, um, he worked as a, he he worked for um, the Hudson Bay Company and he got a lot of flack over it at the time. And um, he explained to the community that there's a couple things at work that maybe you guys are not seeing. And one of the things is um, we are not going to be the majority mm-hmm. culture here. We're mm-hmm. not going to continue. Things are changing too rapidly, and that's because he had been um, down east.
2: Mm-hmm. So he
1: comes back, gets his job for delivering goods to places like what is now Fort Capel, or you know all these various little fort,
2: mm-hmm. whatever they
1: are. And he um, he he said, "I want. I don't know about you guys. He goes, but I I want my children to understand that because we're not the majority culture, uh, this could be bad." Mm -hmm. and it
2: was (laughs) (laughs) yes spoiler alert (laughs) and
1: this coming from a person who I believe um, might have been in 1830 he would have been maybe 14, 15 Um, and and I think it's 1830 maybe 1840 Mm -hmm. Um, and this became part of my family's um, teachings his name was Louis um, Mm -hmm. Gunn and um, um, that, that's his English given name. Um, and he graduated from school in grade eight. And the reason he was able to, quote, graduate, unquote, was because they graduated boys in grade eight at, at um, um, residential school. So my grandfather, Louis, these are all the, the, the oral stories that he got from the that guy that's hanging in the ledge. Mm-hmm. And the outlook, you have to stay positive. You mm-hmm. have to. You have to do this, you have to do that. And of course, when my grandfather would say, you must, he wasn't ordering you to do it. Must is um, um, used in, 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 in the sense that this will be good if you choose to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and one of the things that he tried to encourage in all of his children and for sure his grandchildren was that you need to go to school, you need to graduate. He graduated, like I said, in grade eight, <laughs> um, and that was kind of funny because he's telling this, and you're trying not to laugh, right? and you don't mean laughing in a bad way. Yeah. At any rate, um, I I I recollect him saying, um, when you graduate grade twelve, you're not going um, to become instantly wealthy, and you're not gonna, you know, but it will open many doors for you that are not are not available to you Mm -hmm. and he said furthermore he said um when you graduate grade 12 it it does something to you it's an achievement and it's not our achievement because we don't have school Mm -hmm. right and then i'm thinking so how is that um how is that good for anybody and um i i he used to have a way of looking at you that would make you feel really small and i think he (laughs) did it unintentionally but uh, it, it's one of those looks like, are you stupid or
0: something? <laughs> <laughs> the look you always give me?
1: <laughs> not
0: always. There's
2: other things you've inherited. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> but he said, you have to make a choice. So let's talk about graduation. People, kids, you have to, you know, gather around here. And so we're all listening to him, right? And he says, you have to make a choice, right? You can graduate grade 12 and you, you're not going to become rich, but you'll be smart. So, Given that, do you want to be um, a poor, smart Indian, or do you want to be a poor, dumb Indian? (laughs) Because in those days, of course, he grew up with very many people who still use the word Indian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, think think about that story. (laughs)
0: And that's how you're just so positive.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm very positive because I know the journey that those people took to get to where they are. Mm -hmm. My grandfather, um, I believe, was on council for QSAs easily for 40 years. Oh, wow. And I believe he served two terms as chief. So, yeah, very, very positive. Mm -hmm. Um, He also taught um, me... um, um, First of all, we're Anishinaabe. One should not go around howling around or weeping in public. That, that's very anti-Anishinaabe in in our mm-hmm. In, in mm-hmm. our family. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, other Anishinaabe families might go, well, that's not true. Maybe for you it isn't, but for my family it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and my my grandfather was always tasked with um, preparing dead people mm-hmm. for burial and for praying for them.
2: Mm-hmm. And that
1: changed in the 40s when people... They still got him to come and do these ceremony things, but they all it became fashionable, or some family said, well, yeah, he could do that, but we're going to get so-and-so to speak. Mm-hmm. Because at one time, in many communities, you only had people like him. Mm-hmm. You didn't say, well, you know, we're going to have four people speak, and then we're going to have whatever, right? <laughs> you just get over there and dig the hole. Yeah. Like, and go, what? <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, and, and and when we talk about positive outlook, it's uh, those things that we experience and keep in our heart and our mind. Um, like I said earlier, if you need to, to get it out physically, talk about it. Mm-hmm. You're not talking to yourself. There's somebody there with you. Yeah. And it wasn't until I lost my own mother that i, I believe I was nineteen, maybe eighteen um, and I talked about it. I talked about it, and there was somebody there mm-hmm. and I said, Hey, my <laughs> granddaddy told me that there's somebody there, <laughs> and I didn't sort of realize it uh, i i um I didn't even feel it when I lost my twin brother mm-hmm. um, at, at seventeen um or pardon me nineteen and i I yeah, but it wasn't until my mother they yeah
2: that's like a a very powerful way to look at like positive outlook as being like. Mm-hmm. Where have all of the people before me come from, and what have they been yep. through just so I can be here? Mm-hmm. And how appreciative should I be for that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like our ancestors
0: went through, you know, things that we'll never be able to even fathom. fathom yeah. Yep. And you know, so when we are struggling and just like thinking about, yep. you know, like we're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. We are resilient people, and they like they have paved a way, and now we need to make them proud.
1: Absolutely. And and then, when 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 we took my husband to the hospital I'll never forget it was you know Friday November 2nd Mm -hmm. Um, they said come back Monday we're going to keep him and Monday I went back at lunch Um, they called me about 11 and the secretary said well you know and you have a message here and it's urgent and so I said okay I'll come over to the hospital at lunch and then I called to work and said I won't be coming back and um, the, the doctor said to me well um, so this is Monday at lunch, and we took him in Friday at about supper time. And Monday at lunch, they said, Well, your husband has maybe three or four days. And I go, three or four days. And he goes, well, to live. And I go, I don't think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sorry, sir, you were wrong.
1: <laughs> and um, he said, I'm so sorry. And I go, well, thank you. Um I said, okay, I said to him, you are a medical doctor, um, obviously you know what you're talking about, but I said, I know what I'm talking about, too. I said, and I'm an Ishtabe, mm-hmm. and so is my husband, and we were not raised to, to think like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I said, you're saying three or four days? I said, Anishinaabe people, we, we, we've been through three and four hundred dollars since contact. Mm-hmm. Dollars. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking about something else. So think about it, three or four hundred years worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've come through it. Mm-hmm. We're not going to just lie down and die. Mm-hmm. And so three or four weeks turned into four weeks. And my husband passed away at 4 in the morning on Sunday, December 2nd.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm so happy that you always get to share these stories yeah. of him with me because yeah. I never got to meet him, but yeah. I feel like I know who he is. Yeah. And he seems like an amazing man. He yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but, right, I mean, so how, I mean, if you don't have that optimism and mm-hmm. that will to live and that, um, that that resiliency, but you have to stay positive and that positivity I'm pretty sure carried him for those four weeks, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I told this other girl, she's um, non-Indigenous, and she's into those cards with really okay. strange pictures on cards. <laughs> <laughs> so my husband went in the hospital December uh, November second passed away, December second, and he was born May the second, and he's got all these. Tools. <laughs> I said, okay, you you're. Uh, i i understand your um your spirit things but i don't want them in my (laughs) i don't want them in my bubble and she's a good, good enough friend that we that I could say that to her, mm-hmm. and then she understands. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. When um,
0: yeah, when you talk about like positivity and like, I just remember like Lexi's and I's Papa, which you were really yes. close with, yes, yes. Um, you know, he was diagnosed with mesothelioma cancer, but watching him go through like his treatments and just like how positive he was, like I don't think he complained once. No. Yeah. And like years, years. And like, I remember, you know, he was dealing with his cancer and I was dealing with mental health and Mm -hmm. he came into like the hospital to visit me and he like literally just told me I'm not allowed to hate anybody and like and he's like dealing with all this stuff and I'm like so mad but like he was so positive like through that whole you know his whole time fighting cancer um and but just like just like the resiliency and just like the fact that you can like the way that your mindset and like how you think can change the way that you see this what's going on around you
2: mm hmm and it probably no, it does change how you feel on a, a given today basis. It's mm-hmm. like you can walk through life feeling so dark and deep and negative. It's like, or you can walk through life feeling like light and hopeful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just knowing that you know what's meant to happen will happen, mm-hmm. and to trust the process, and to not to question and to not. And it's really hard not to question, like, why is this happening to me? But like. You know, it, it does it changes. Like, what is it teaching me? Mm-hmm. What is it? What is it going to teach me? And how I react is going to say volumes about me mm-hmm. and my energy.
2: Mm-hmm. That's big. Was it? What is it going to teach me? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's where that that that
1: part of that story that that you've adopted from the <coughs> knowledge of your your family. Setbacks. Uh, sometimes people don't want that to be the answer. And mm-hmm. that's where a lot of the storytelling takes a different twist. Yeah. Um, it goes back to that, it's your fault type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, can possibly be my fault. Mm-hmm. You know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> now, like
0: with the comeback and like how I kind of, you know, how we started it was because I was in the car accident. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for like it was five and a half years ago now, but you know, the, the comeback podcast today would not be a thing if it wasn't for this accident. The, you know, me in my position would not be a thing if it wasn't for my accident. So spending, you know, three years angry at the world because somebody hit me and like changed my life and didn't change anybody else's. When I like realized that I needed to not be angry and I needed to like, what it was like, what is it actually teaching me? Like this happened for a reason. And now, you know, my life has changed so much in such a short period of time because I started asking, what is it teaching me instead of like, why, like, what did it take away from me? Mm Like, yeah, I think I truly felt like my whole life was like shattered, but now I'm like, no, it was literally for me to grow.
2: (laughs) And this is what we were talking about in the beginning too. It's like, we couldn't have started this podcast four or five years ago when you're deep in it like, no <laughs> you got to feel some things through for a, for a mm-hmm. long time before mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. And
1: i have a lot of compassion for uh, some of the people who are on a journey or maybe even are nearing the end of it and they still weren't able to incorporate um uh, some of those things they weren't able to own them because they weren't theirs to own mm-hmm. but their parent auntie caregiver whatever partner Um, they've they've passed, and so now you can never have that sort of um, restitution um, um, made um, for you, Mm -hmm. to you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that um, um, taking ownership for your own growth is such a big part of it. Mm -hmm. That way you don't need to know why your mom was a hooker, and then Mm -hmm. now she's gone, and, you know, um, are you going to... um, use those cards that are played you are you going to say well you know i'll never find out and are you going to let it traumatize you Mm -hmm. moving forward or are you going to know okay uh, i'll never know but wow did that person turn out to be this person that's Mm -hmm. wow Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and you can take that card you know it's not that you know um life is all glowing but but like my family right we've had experienced hardships um you know um what 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 actions can you take so that you don't become that cranky negative angry Mm -hmm. angry
0: bird Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) that anger was one to really work through I i
2: think like a big thing is is when you stop relying your emotions on things you can't control Mm -hmm. so it's like you go outside and you're like oh it's beautiful out today I'm happy but it's like the weather is not in your control you can't control that Mm -hmm. and once you learn to stop associating your mood with things that you can't control I think you'll be like so much more freer yeah that's a really good point I never thought about it like that
0: that's Mm -hmm. yeah that's
1: powerful yeah. Cause we because sometimes when we're in, in our bubbles, right, we, we, we forget that, that we're not just thinkers, we're not just speakers, but we have that emotional part that you can't see unless mm-hmm. you manifest it in a really negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we have to rely on that fourth part of us that you, you'll never see unless mm-hmm. you see things, right, mm-hmm. which is not usually possible. And so that spiritual part...
0: Like, mm-hmm.
1: like when I went outside to get the mail, I, I, I just go, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Last night standing out on the patio, mm-hmm. um, it, it's, it's such an in-depth appreciation. I was looking at a satellite, and the satellite was kind of close to the moon, and I thought that the moonlight is actually brighter than the man-made satellite. That's a big one. It just really, really a good time to give thanks when it was quiet and stuff like mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. that wow factor mm-hmm. it, it, for me anyway it's become very very real you know more than some of the other stuff
2: mm-hmm. just appreciating the beauty around you absolutely I think I don't know whether I read it or, or heard it in a different podcast but it's like when you're going through it it's like give thanks every day to the creator, whoever you want to thank. It's a give thanks every day. And when you feel like you have nothing to be thankful for, give thanks for the next breath of air you breathe.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like from the very infinite, right, um, um, to the very, very finite. Mm-hmm. So very, very large, like that upside down pyramid,
2: right? Mm-hmm.
1: Tiny things to great big things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I just... Uh... I think about um, some of the young people I've met at, at um, in, in my travels and in, in my profession, and uh, some of them, they're, they're looking for answers, and the sad part about that is um, if they're in care, or if they are orphans, or if they are not part of their home community, you, you can't let those non-answerable things determine
2: mm-hmm. how we
1: are going to function mm-hmm. and if you do that you're not going to function very well mm-hmm. in fact you're going to let all those negative unknowns because you don't really know you just know that it's affecting you and you you can't have that mm-hmm. um, my, my grandpa was very very firm on that and i could see why he he felt that um in our in this immediate family This is how we do things. And when you're an adult, you can choose to adopt different things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this this movement forward, it has to be level-headed. You can't be too emotional. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think he discouraged that type of behavior. Not that he didn't have a heart Mm -hmm. or that he was a cruel man because he wasn't and I thought, okay, that's strength. Mm
2: -hmm. That
1: is such strength. And it came from his mother. I think I showed you a picture of that old lady. Probably you showed me lots of good pictures. (laughs) Oh, it's really weird because, what do you mean that's your grandpa's mom? (laughs) That's my grandpa's mom.
0: (laughs) What do you mean, what do I mean? (laughs) You should come hang out. We like to go for drives lots. <laughs> and, and she shows me all the stuff yeah. in house. <laughs> yeah, and she,
1: um, my grandpa's mom, right? she, she passed away when I was, I believe I was 23. Um, so she outlived my mother and she outlived a lot of her contemporaries too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strong woman.
0: Yeah. Wow, this has been awesome. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for sharing um, your wisdom and your knowledge and just coming to chat. I truly enjoy spending all my time with you. (laughs) (laughs) She's my bestie. (laughs) Well, thanks, you girls, because
1: I think that you have very much to share. And I think that in your future podcasts, as um, um, as you invite more people to be part of that sharing, Um, I think that it does give you strength. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know that any wiser than anybody else, but I do know that uh, some of the experiences you're going to hear, that you put them in the bank, right? Mm -hmm. And and so you may need those... um, those thoughts, what did I think about what I just heard? Mm-hmm. not sure right now, but I'll never forget what I just heard. Mm-hmm. And someday when your children are grown, or maybe even grandchildren, you're going to say, well, you know what? I once knew a person who said this, and I thought about it for a long time, and I see this um, as being really good for that person. Or you might, unfortunately, say it really ruined that person mm-hmm. because that individual was not prepared to, to, to move forward
0: in a positive way.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: If um, if there was a, a, like one piece of advice that you would give to people who are going to be coming onto our podcast to share their stories, what do you think that advice would be?
2: Oh. And the
0: people listening to the
2: stories. Yes. Like if you're ready to share your story.
0: Okay.
1: Okay, so we, we were earlier just hearing we had a little break, and, and uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about, well, you know, what advice, but I'm not much for giving advice, actually, believe it or not. Really? (laughs) Shocker. I almost don't. (laughs) Um, But I can give somebody my opinion, which is a tad different than advice. And one of the things for people moving forward in uh, empowering themselves is, um, you know, don't become an I know person, Right. Um, because I've talked to a lot of people in my lifetime, and they'll ask you for an opinion, or they invite opinions, and as soon as the first point of view that you share with them, uh, is fresh out of your mouth, uh, their response is, I know. (laughs) And that's not good. Mm -hmm. If you knew, you wouldn't be here, Mm -hmm. sharing because Mm -hmm. you're really wondering how much of my story can i share or should i
2: Mm -hmm. or you know Um,
1: and the other thing too is i think be really selective when you when you're prepared to share any story about yourself you you shouldn't really in my opinion you should not identify people by name because Mm -hmm. you are only the co-owner of your story and that other person may not be comfortable with the event or the incident to which you refer. Mm-hmm. So be a, be a little selective and, and respectful to, to that other party. There's nothing wrong with saying, I recently came into some information that I feel is really affecting me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, sometimes it's a good way, sometimes negative. And unfortunately for our people, a lot of it is negative. So be selective, but never lose respect for, um, for what you acquired Mm-hmm. You need to respect that, or it will, it it, it, it if you carry mm-hmm. it in the wrong way, it's not going to help on your journey at all. Mm-hmm. So you have to be respectful of that information that you recently, or you know, whenever you acquired it, and you don't know how to move forward with it. Um, you know, um, to be selective, uh, also with the individual with whom you decide to share, um, unless you really know that person your story won't stop there. Mm -hmm. Then maybe, no matter how much you might like that person, maybe that is not the person that you need to be sharing with. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So, yeah, be selective. Don't become an I know person. And if you need to, talk to whatever concept you have of a higher power. Mm -hmm. Um, And talk out loud if you have to. Right? You're talking to something that you believe is there with you. Um, and if you're not at that point in your journey where you have that belief, then that's a different part of your journey you need to explore because, um, you know, um, I've I've shared a lot of things. I've I've shared a lot of things with my husband and my brother-in-law, and these two people um, always, always, no matter what the problem was, the the very bottom line of, of any experience was that they relied very heavily on that spiritual aspect of themselves, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and you know neither are here now. And so um, there's there's things I could share about them, which are, are really good things. But there's also things that they told me that I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know um, they shared it with me, and and it has to stop here. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I that's what I they gave me. They chose to share things with me. They did not give me permission to go out there and and, and share what they had shared, mm-hmm. um, so it's sort of like yeah, it has to stop here. But I always feel grateful that, that they were able to tell me those things because mm-hmm. who am I? Nobody. I'm mm-hmm. just you know the listening post.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, so just listening. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's some really good advice. Thank you so much for sharing. For um, sharing. With like you know, because we we are doing a podcast and it's like you know a public platform. Um, and we do want to create, you know, a safe space. Um, would you have any advice or any, like, in your opinion? How could people share their story and have it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I just needed
0: to sneeze <laughs> um but yeah so because we're sharing like on a public platform right we do want to create the safe space we want to be able to um hold their stories in honor and you know respect respect and um and we understand that it is super valuable and vulnerable to be able to come and share their stories um what would you tell the future podcaster guests um, how to share their story in a positive way also because it's on a public platform, right? So we don't know who's going to be listening. But at the... Right? Do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> well, I, I, I think... I, I think... Um,
1: um, i go back to the second thing I mentioned, is to be selective. Mm-hmm. But because the podcast, you'll have more of them, they will come to see you. Hey, this is someplace where I can talk about um, uh, the abuse that I suffered when I was 10 mm-hmm. or 8. Um, and here again, you don't have to say who it was mm-hmm. um maybe it was a family member. I think that if you incorporate that um um that unknown sort of person
2: mm-hmm.
1: right um you're still talking about it, but I don't think that the podcast should become a place where you want to start or where you begin to slander and malign mm-hmm. no, no. Uh, no. because that's negative energy mm-hmm. in itself, right, yeah. So, um, for sure, if, you, if you're comfortable sharing that, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: if, if you've come to a place in your, in, your, in, 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 in your travels where that other person has owed up as well, and, and you're both comfortable with you talking about it by name or by relationship, then, yeah, go, f- go for yeah. it. Yeah. But there again, it, it, it's talking, right? How comfortable are you talking on a public platform? Um, to actually share what the incident or the event has mm-hmm. contributed to you,
2: mm-hmm. right,
1: to you. Not, uh, you know, it's not a place to name somebody and to mm-hmm. to get people on your side, per se, mm-hmm. right? Um, otherwise, you become um, um, just a bunch of chatty <laughs> Cathys who, who want to <laughs> just do nothing but bring others down. Okay, mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think we have a right... To Always to to malign people, especially if they're not here to defend themselves. Yeah. Um, or you know, I- if if anybody listening knows you, they'll probably know who you're talking about. Yeah. So you don't have to mention anything, right? Yeah. You, know, you don't have to slander and bring down, blacken that person in any way. Mm-hmm. Especially if it's a family member. Anybody listening will say. Oh, <laughs> and they might not be where you are yet,
2: mm-hmm. which
1: is another reason you can't do that.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? I think it'll be so important to keep this in mind, like going forward, and like what what messages we want to be able to like portray out into the world, and like just operating from the fundamentals of like respecting ourselves and respecting others and respecting like everybody that that story belongs to and everybody that's gonna hear it as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and yeah.
1: even if you don't mention names. The incident or the event, whatever it might be, other people listening to the podcast, um, because you're mentioning it more in a positive light, mm-hmm. that 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 positivity, right, that that type of, of positive speaking, will will give them some grace and and some um, strength, probably to talk about it right, themselves, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If, if just think of yourself as somebody with a phone in show, mm-hmm. and you have a guest and they're sharing something and your switchboard lights up with dozens of people who mm-hmm. who know your, your presenter or who know who the presenter is talking about that gives them the opportunity to wake up and say, wow I thought it was just me mm-hmm. that type of thing and we're, we're not talking about strange things I and mean well. this happens in, in in all communities all the time the minute mm-hmm. one person um, exposes Something other people are empowered to move forward mm-hmm. right? it's not it's not not really like the me too thing right It's yeah. more like um mm-hmm. this is just me mm-hmm. yeah, not not me too. this mm-hmm. is me, I'm mm-hmm. the presenter, I'm sharing this and and uh, maybe what you have to say will resonate with somebody else and
2: yeah. that's I think that's really why we started this podcast is to sh- to find power within our stories mm-hmm. sure.
0: To like understand like how powerful our voices are is like mm-hmm. something that is still mind blowing to me and like the way that you <laughs> utilize your voice because mm-hmm. you can utilize it for <laughs> anger but you're not going to get heard but if you you know take a moment reflect and then you utilize <laughs> your words in a proper way sorry our res dogs are just going <laughs> crazy tonight. <laughs> uh, uh,
2: must
0: be a full <laughs> moon. <mode. laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, like just having you know the there is power within our voices, and that's you know something that I think we are building as our you know our, our brand and our nonprofit mm-hmm. and our foundation of this, and kind of bringing this to light, and that's what we kind of want to highlight within our stories.
1: For mm-hmm. sure, and and when you do focus on the positive in that person's, how did right always the question to them and to listeners and so on and so on is, how come you're like you're so well balanced like. And yet, everything you've said um, w- is indicative of, of things that that, or indicative of a person who should not be well balanced. Mm-hmm. So how's that? Well, because I'm choosing to focus on the cards that I'm played, and I'm I'm choosing to focus on on how these things can carry me forward. Yeah. Right. And no matter which point on the on the spectrum that you're talking about, you might be a beginning
2: traveler, mm-hmm. or
1: you might be. You know, well versed. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Sweet. Well, thank you so much, Denise, for, for coming sure. to share. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sure. We definitely want you to come back and just chat with us okay. some more because we love your wisdom and your knowledge mm-hmm. and everything you bring Any to the stories. Us. Yeah. I
1: don't know that I'm wise, but I have yeah. heard <laughs> I have heard very many stories, and some of them are funny, and some of them are <laughs> positive, and some of them are, are just um, soul wrenching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And and um, so, uh, you know, I have to do stuff for myself, too. Otherwise, some of the things you hear could just make you have a blue day, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You can't yeah. afford to do that.
0: Internalizing the stories, I think that's something that we really need to mm-hmm. um, be cautious with when we do go forward with... Because mm-hmm. we are sharing, you know, we are sh- um, providing a platform for other people to share, but we have to learn to not internalize these mm-hmm. stories at the mm-hmm. same time because they are going to come with... Um, there's going to be there's going to be grief, there's going to be trauma, there's going to be, you know, um, resiliency, there's going to be every emotion that we could Mm -hmm. think of, but we have to also
2: be mindful of our own spirits Mm -hmm. in Mm the process. Yeah, and if you have a strong
1: spirit, some people don't even know they have a strong spirit, but it's amazing to see them as they, you know, um, as they're, as they're becoming, you know, um, they're coming good at carrying their baggage and discarding it and, and, and um, you know, working with it. It's awesome to see some of these people. Like, they're just very strong. Some of our women are so strong, mm-hmm. and some of them don't know it.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to, like, just hear from so many different type of people of all walks of, mm-hmm. you know, life and their different stories and stuff to come in and just share. Um, how did they get to where they are? What was their comeback journey, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like having a normal conversation that you would usually have at your kitchen table. For
1: sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you again so That's much true. for joining thank us. Thank you. Yeah, and so, ch- yeah, thank you. <laughs> hi, hi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, tune in in two weeks. We will be releasing another episode. So thank you so much tonight for listening.
2: Ah, and <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, don't Content. be afraid to email us at thecomebacksociety at gmail.com or slide into our DMs on Instagram at Society. Yeah. All Thank you. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye. laughs> bye. Bye. Good night. <laughs>